0: It's episode 268 of Kane's Cast. And Shane Willis, have you ever seen the movie Trading Places? Yes, a long time ago. Well, you know it, it ain't cool to be a jive turkey so close to Thanksgiving. I believe it. It is Kane's Cast. That is Shane Willis getting a snack in after running around today doing great work.
1: 1,500 turkeys delivered to the Triangle area. It was a great day. Great day to be out in the community once again, giving back. uh, Jordan Stahl, Jacob Slavin, Sebastian Allen, Tavo Taravainen joining us. Six locations, 1,500 turkeys. Our community is in need, and the Carolina Hurricanes, along with Blue Cross and Blue Shield of North Carolina, stepping up with the Assist for Hunger program to purchase turkeys and give back to our community. Yeah, and again, we can talk about so many great things that
0: organizations can do behind the scenes or to help out a community. Uh, like R&D Brewing, which helps sponsor this fine podcast, Cane's Cast, and Storm Brew, enjoy responsibly this holiday season. Always responsible. Might have a couple with uh, Thanksgiving dinner.
1: Is it the right color for turkey? Storm Brew? Yeah.
0: (laughs) It goes with every meal as opposed to the great debate of ham versus turkey. Uh, But as far as the turkeys go, this to me is the one thing that when people ask me what is great about the job or what comes into it, the things behind the scenes when there is parts of the community that need help, that need attention, that need awareness to be raised, how this organization does it. And a lot of times not seeking a lot of fanfare about it, just getting it done behind the scenes.
1: No question. I think since day one and even at another level now that Tom Dunnan and Don Waddell continue to push, and I can't agree with you more, Mike, the amount of things that – The foundation and this organization do together in the community that it's not looking for the like it's not looking for the click it's about our fan base it's about the city of raleigh and the surrounding communities and making sure we are connected through and through whether it's through the good times or the bad times um to stand together and make sure our community is supported by this organization
0: Uh, i've helped before on uh, delivering turkeys and Uh, Things with the community and and what they're involved with, and again, you're. Can I just give me the the moment to do this? The work you do, the tireless work you do behind the scenes with the junior canes and growing hockey in this area. I don't know when you sleep, but you don't sleep a lot because you're up at like four fifteen lifting weights. Yeah,
1: I'm gonna sleep at seven forty five there at night.
0: I can't lie really yeah had a solid <laughs> shutdown good for you every I mean, now- with
1: the time change people hate it I'm not mad about
0: it <laughs> <laughs> oh dark early that means sleepy time for Shane uh, but the work that you do with this in the community relations department uh, people don't know exactly how much you do behind the scenes but it's everywhere but you know to see and I know it's cliche but when you go to food banks when you go to these places that are in desperate need especially around the holidays, to have turkeys, to have things that they can give to families who need this, so they can have, you know, a, a, a moment of, of I, it, it always sounds trite when you say it, but a moment of joy. You can, you're yeah. going to have a meal with your family, yeah. But to see the the smiles that it it truly does give people, uh, to give to the community, it is the the thing that I look at, and it makes everything worthwhile.
1: Everything. When, and I. Love my job more than anything and being able to get out. I'm surrounded by a great team of people that have the same passion about giving back. So does this organization. And when you talk about timing going in today and, you know, introducing Sebastian and Jordan Stahl and Jacob Slavin and Tabo Teravine and then these people just telling the story of what they do. Yeah. And we went to one spot today getting things off the truck and one of the guys came up to me and it's a... They had a drive through this morning for so people get food for the holidays. And he said, talk about timing. I said, what do you mean? He goes, we ran out of meat this morning. And we pulled up today with another load for them to get them through another week, maybe two weeks. And I can't encourage our fans enough that if you are able, yeah. there are places that need it. And whether you're buying an extra few boxes of macaroni and cheese to drop off, whether it's a turkey, whatever it might be, there are areas in our community and our city that are desperate in need and people that need it. Yeah. So encouragement to our fans, as we always do, and we go back and forth with our fans all the time. We have the best fans in the world. And if you have the ability to help, please do so. And uh, make sure that you and your family have an amazing holiday together and giving back to the community. Yeah, uh, well said, Shane. Absolutely well said. And
0: uh, it, like you said, it doesn't matter. All of it, All of it helps some canned goods that are in the pantry or you go out and you buy a couple or uh, if you, you can donate some of your time to help these places sort that that's equally if not more important because uh, they a lot of these places depend on volunteers and volunteer work to get things done especially around the holidays so I just wanted to shed a little bit of light on that and uh, the great job that Shane and uh, the players did today and uh, continue to do when they do around the holidays be it Visits, to, and we saw that, visits to hospitals. Hospital. And, uh, you know, it's 100% of the time, you know, the players will always say, well, we're going there to try to cheer them up, and we're the ones who walk out with the, you know, feeling better about everything that goes on. So, No question.
1: And the most excited person, they all were excited when we came up, but Sylvia, who runs Helping Hands in downtown Raleigh, is – when Trip talks about a huge caniac, Sylvia, through and through, brings it. She's got the music on. She gets the guys moving. She is one of the most exciting people you'll ever meet. And giving people to make sure the community around her is safe, fed, clothed, whatever you need at Helping Hands. So, again, if you have an ability to donate to these organizations, please do so. And it was a great day for... The Hurricanes organization, we mentioned Blue Cross and Blue Shield and everything they do as a partner with the Assist for Hunger program. And it was a rainy day, yeah. but definitely a fulfilling day knowing that you are supporting the community once again. And then we don't need to sleep. you got to race back here and do a pod, mic because we told our fans, what did we tell them? Well, Canes win. You said. Yeah. Now, I don't know if they actually went to the destination that
0: you closed our podcast with but it oh. it was a, is it a tap town it was yeah <laughs> it was tap town a 4-2 win over the Pittsburgh Penguins for the Hurricanes to the great hockey improve it was a fantastic game i mean it really really was like you run down the list of regular season games two teams that they're not it's for me when you take a look at where they're at in the standings they weren't desperate for a win but this is one of those ones if you're Pittsburgh you want to Continue to establish that last year was the anomaly that they missed out. And for Carolina going into that game at nine and seven, that hey, everything's fine, don't worry about this, it's still early in the season. And the Canes are able to, to skate away with a 4 2 win and get to 10 and seven and 20 points right now.
1: And those are always the games, and, and the players will tell you, and the coaches and the entire organization, you know, professional sports. They're never looking for, when we joked about going to pound town and putting up, you know, 6 yeah. nothing, whatever it might be. The That type of a game and the way it was played, that type of win as a player means so much more than an onslaught of an easy game, right? Pittsburgh played hard. Mm-hmm. You had a call goal against you in the third period on Andres Svechnikov's goal, called back a very close call when the Penguins and Pittsburgh ended up tying it at 2-2 on the Crosby offside. It was a lot of different variables there. If you go back and watch the replay, if you can find it frame by frame and why it wasn't offside, why it was so close when it comes to possession of the puck and all that thing. But I thought the Hurricanes played a very hard game. I thought they competed as they always do. They got through the mental kind of ups and downs of that game to completely fulfill a 60-minute effort to win a hockey game.
0: And again, it's what it takes. Like in, in this league against certain teams, and by the way, Sidney Crosby showing no signs of slowing down uh, in in his game. But those are the games when you take a look at and say, hey, did this turn a season around? And I, I, I never think it's one game. I think it's you go on a run of games, and this is the way it's supposed to look and the way it's supposed to be played, as Rod Brendamore says, all the time, after games, after practices, during practices to his team. But those are the wins that are the meaningful ones, where you take a look and you're like, that was hard to win that game, but you did what you had to do to win it. Uh, that's the key. That's what has to happen. And for me, there were a few things that that came out of that game. One, Tavo Teravainen now getting assists, <laughs> stopping. Uh, I love the post game quotes from his line mates, Seth Jarvis and Sebastian Aho. You know, Seth Jarvis saying, "Yeah, he's he's been a, a selfish player this year," and <laughs> Sebastian Aho saying, "It's about time he passed. He's been open all season long uh, <laughs> to get that to have that exhale, but to have that line click the way that they did to have the Aho line, which was head to head with Sidney Crosby for the majority of the game. You know, like." When you get the matchups, that was the matchup that the Canes wanted, that Sebastian Aha wanted. that They had their hands on it. Seth Jarvis scores two goals. But there's something else that happened in that game, and you talked about it, the offside goal that Andrei Svechnikov scored, even though it doesn't count, and even though it still says he has zero in the goal-scoring category. Your player, I'm asking you, I think that's going to actually help him. Just you want to see the puck go in the net, and it goes in the net. And while you can say, eh, it didn't count, well, the play counted until – it was challenged. So I think that that might be something for Andre Svechnikoff just to exhale.
1: Okay. It's going to happen. Yeah. You can, you can see it. I can see it as a player, how close he is. And I agree with you that going in, he says, I'm right there. Yeah. Watch out. Edmonton Oilers, who, by the way, had two hat tricks against last season. Just to throw that back out there. Thank you. Wait a minute. Thank you. Not sure if you're in a, Place where you could responsibly play
0: that, yeah, yeah, <laughs> responsibly, please, in a place where you can. Just throwing it out there. You're saying you're saying you like yeah, his we'll,
1: chances. We might have to add a new sponsor to this show soon. I'd be totally
0: fine with that if you want to do that. The more, the merrier is what I say. But you take a look at the standings right now. You've got the Rangers in first, the Flyers who are playing hard for John Tortorella and kicked off the homestand for the Canes. And it was a loss for Carolina uh, against a pretty hard-working team. That's what you expect out of John Tortorella. But then Carolina bounces back with a win as they get that W over the Pittsburgh Penguins. Then up next, you have the Edmonton Oilers who are going to be sour. And they have, I'll just say it, they've got the two best players in the world. They do. You can argue, if you want, I'll leave the door open. Everything on planet Earth is arguable. Just take a look at social media. But uh, I bring it to this point of...
1: Sour might be an understatement. Yeah, but you've got... Four and six in the last ten.
0: Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, who are fully capable of taking over a game.
1: Losers of two straight.
0: The problem is they're not very good at the defense right now. They
1: have a new head coach in Chris Knobloch. Here's a question for you. As the Hurricanes gather momentum, is this kind of a game you like to see coming in? Yeah, I do. A turmoil team? I
0: I like this because you, you have to – you can't look at their record. You can't look at the Oilers and say, oh, they're 5-11-1. You have to look at them and say, they have some outstanding players, and if we don't put our best on the ice – they're going to have a a good night against us, and we can't let that happen. So let's take advantage against a team whose head is swimming right now with a a new head coach and a new assistant, former Carolina Hurricane Paul Coffey. Are you going to remind him about the dash that you took for him?
1: I might. How much he hated my white skates. (laughs) How we used to drive to lunch together and he'd play the boss constantly. There you go. Getting his head a little bit. Paul Coffey is who we are referring to. I might.
0: Uh, the, The side of that is... I like this matchup because if you're Carolina, this is the exact game that Rod Brindamore stresses you have to play the right way. You can't cheat because if this goes pond hockey,
1: look out. What's more important? The first goal or under three penalties? Oh. oh. That's a good wow! Wow. Wait. If you like it, you can take it. If you don't, send it right back.
0: I'm, I'm going to take under three penalties. I would have to agree. But the weird thing about the NHL is the first goal, and it doesn't matter when it's scored. It can be scored 50 seconds in, or it could be scored in the third period. The first goal of the game it seems to be the most important thing that happens. Like the winning percentage now in the NHL when you score the first goal is over 65%. That was the last time I looked at it. It might have changed with a couple of games, uh, and I looked at it about a week or two ago. Because that never adds up to me. Because if you score, if it's one nothing after the first period, you still have 40 minutes of hockey to, to play. And, you know, what if you give up the, the first goal? That being said, the Penguins are the anomaly on it. That's why I looked it up. Pittsburgh, going into the game against the, the Hurricanes on Wednesday night, had scored first in 12 of their first 15 games that they played. And then they scored the first goal, and now it was 13 of 16. And they don't have a winning record when it comes to scoring first because you'd say, well, they would have to have better than, you know, 8 they'd have eight wins or whatever. But, no, they've lost when that happens. So I just put this in proper perspective. Uh, you don't want to get into a special teams battle with the Edmonton Oilers. I mean, you're, you're going to score your power play goals on them, but you don't want to give Connor McDavid, no. Leon Drysidel, Evander Kane, Uh, Evan Bouchard, that that kind of room. You want this to be, honestly, if there's four penalties the whole game, two and two, you'll take that. You want this to be a five-on-five game if you're the Hurricanes.
1: When you're playing a frustrated team, creating turnovers, taking away time and space, which we know the Hurricanes love to do and are trained to do. But the one thing... We talked a lot about going into the Pittsburgh game when you talk about puck management, how much more important that is. And just the simple thing of, "Ah, I can't make that pass. And just keep throwing it behind Edmonton and making them go back. This team does not want to go back and get pucks. When you talk about a frustration level of like, we can't get through the neutral zone, and these guys just keep throwing it back down our throat and keep coming in waves. And you just keep coming and coming. The frustration level where... You saw it last night, Evander Kane, late in the game, takes a 10-minute misconduct. He's taking two penalties. That's when you know a team is really on edge, when they start taking bad penalties. Guys are taking misconducts. So really getting under their skin early in this game for the Hurricanes. A goal is huge. The crowd is huge, especially going to the holiday, is going to be a big factor as well.
0: Yeah, and again, Edmonton has firepower. And uh, you'd like to get the first goal. But Carolina has shown resiliency all year that they're, they're the other end of that spectrum where it doesn't matter if they give up the first goal or not with what they've been able to do. The thing about this matchup, though, that I do like is it, it goes back to it. It forces you to play a disciplined game. You can't get lazy. You can't take the, oh, I'm going to lift my stick in here and I'm going to reach for no. for hands. No, because they're going to call it. They're going to give that opportunity there. You got to play this one the right way, but what I do like is it sets the tone for the rest of this homestand for Carolina. Canes win this. you're two and one out of five. Then you get Tampa on Friday after Thanksgiving. We'll see where everybody is on that for your little Logie after uh, all of the turkey on American Thanksgiving, because once again, Shane is a Canadian.: I will be. I will indulge in your holiday. There's a real good chance that I'm going to be as well. Uh, and then you close it out Sunday against Columbus. You go four and one on the homestand. Take it. Yo, yeah. Oh, they take it. But I'm just saying that changes everything where they're going to Philly trying to send a message. But it changes everything after the sky is falling. How do you lose to the Philadelphia Flyers, which, by the way, again, the Flyers have ten wins on the season right now. They're not chopped liver. They're not gonna go away. I've already forgotten about that. Yeah. And going four and one on the homestand will make everybody else forget about that.
1: And when it happens, everyone says Jane and
0: Mike, we're correct. Well, we always are. Well, 90% of the time. How do we
1: lose trust in
0: people? 95%
1: of the time. Yeah. 99% as we taped this, because we came back early for our great fans on Tuesday, anyone else? You know, I like that early in the morning after I get my workout in, as you mentioned, when I'm having my first cup of coffee, I dive into the fantasy hockey stuff, right? Yes, you do. Really start looking for some moves. What are we going to do tonight? There are zero hockey games on. Not sure if you noticed that. Yeah, I did. I really did. <laughs> what are because we going to watch? Eastern Michigan against Buffalo?
0: It's in un- football? It's unbelievable. Uh, no, not me. I'm not watching that.
1: You going to watch the NBA? No. College basketball?
0: Maybe. Nope. Probably watch a movie. Well, there's a Barry Sanders documentary that I do want to watch. I'll probably watch that. Yeah.
1: There's not much on tonight, folks. I got
0: got to do a little cooking, too, for the big day coming up. Do a little prep work in the kitchen. Is won't be able to do it tomorrow slash Wednesday.
1: Yeah, it's a good thing I got another hockey
0: practice tonight.
1: Look at you. You get to avoid all of that. Me, I don't. Well yeah, no games. I was quite bored this morning with my coffee, not knowing what to do.
0: Uh, <laughs> couldn't set a roster. Couldn't pick anybody up. Well, it was funny because uh, we're in another fantasy hockey league together, and I went to pick up all of these players today, and I usually go by who's playing tonight. And I kept going, what's wrong with the site? It's saying nobody's playing today. And then I had to double check and went, oh, that's right, nobody's playing today.
1: Also, <coughs> are you okay? Yeah, took it on cashew. Eating, eating some cashews here. Two days ago, I realized the teams were over in Europe. I realized that. I just forgot. So I picked up a guy, and he's not showing up in my roster. I'm like, what is going on? I've used a pick. Where is he? Well, a game had started, so that... Move still oh, happens, so you but you moved, cannot yeah, get them. Use them that day, yeah. It was a straight nil and void mood.
0: Well, that's wasted your, it. Your fault there on that one. There, that's all right. I'm not saying, just saying. The other league, by the way, is rigged. Our league is not the one that we are the commissioners of, and have moved into first place in what? our division. What? Just saying. Whoops.
1: Doing the other league. Watch that, out! We're sneaky people. We made some cagey moves. I'm you, not sure if you want to check the rosters on who we picked up lately. Don't. Don't, because all that does is stoke the fire for them to do stuff against us. <laughs> they can try.
0: Well, they can try. But as uh, we take a look at the league and the standings, there we are. Oh! Atop the East. Oh, 600 win percentage. Yeah.
1: Four-game lead.
0: Well, that's That can evaporate in a hurry in this league. We're
1: ahead this week again.
0: Oh, we need to. Need a, need a big win this week.
1: Is Burnsie still up on the other side?
0: Yeah, oh, yeah. Three games, but he's... Playing at a 650 clip. Yeah. Rolling. Rolling, as they say. (coughs) Well, we've had Shesterkin on the IR for a while. Uh It looks like, no, it looks like he's still on the IR if you've watched his last few games. Dallas beat the Rangers down last night. Yes, they did. But again, this goes to, if we look at, we're almost at the quarter pole for the NHL season. The 20-game mark, 21-game mark, because it's 82-game season. Yeah. It's about a quarter of the way through. So the Canes, again, if they can get to their next three home games, as I say, four and one, they would be 13 and seven. Yes. Right? If they win the next three. Is that about where they should be at the quarter pole? What would you let's predict? And we got to do it early now because we generally would do this when we get to around yeah. 20 games.
1: I've also said I don't believe in this Thanksgiving thing.
0: No, neither do I. I do not. That if you're in the playoffs in American <laughs> Thanksgiving, you're in the. No, you're not. You're not.
1: No. Especially this year. It's far too close.
0: Well, there's there's more parity in this league than ever before. Ever. Yeah, And it's That's
1: what the league wants. But
0: is there a trend, at least in the Metro, that you're looking at and you're like, you can believe this. Like, you can believe that the Islanders, finally it's running out on the Islanders.
1: They're in seven. Yeah. Or New, New Jersey facing some very tough injuries early in the season. Pittsburgh just hanging around. Well, Hanging around. Columbus, we're, we're good there, but Caps. Can you believe that? Yeah, can you buy that? I'm not buying
0: Philly that. and Washington. According to American Thanksgiving, that your country tries to peddle as your propaganda for the postseason, just a month earlier is fine. It's the right spot. No Christmas, Christmas time, New Year's. New Year's to me
1: is the you're in or out. Philadelphia is the ultimate shock for me in the Metro. If I had to pick a team that said, "What? That's the team." Wouldn't have seen that coming. No,
0: at least not to the point where they're in second place. But that being said, second place by a point.
1: Right, by three points over fifth. Yeah, four points over a powerful Devils team that's been injured. So again,
0: <clears throat> folks, the way that this season is going to shape up, I don't know if, I don't know if any playoff positions outside of like some division winners. You know, Vegas has gone on a great run to start off. They can try to run and hide from Colorado. I don't think they'll be able to do it. But you look at how everything is set up. I'm just telling you, we might come down to the last day of the season and there might be four playoff spots up for grabs. Whoa. Yeah.
1: Throw that out there. If you like it, you can take it. If you don't, send it right back.
0: We'll go to the last day of the season and there'll be four playoff. Four spots. four, Four spots. Not in the East, in total. Like, we won't know who's in. Okay, I'm going to take it. I just, I'm looking at the standings right now. It's going to be tight. It'll be it'll be very tight. And somebody's going to go on a run. We've talked about this before. But look. Are
1: the Bruins a shock to you as well?
0: Yes, absolutely. If you would have told me that they don't have Patrice Bergeron and David Krejci, that Charlie Coyle is, is going to be their number one center. And they'd have one regulation or, loss. Or Pavel Zaka, yeah. And they're 13-1-3. Yeah, I definitely would say that's a shock. You know what's almost a shock to me as well? How about the job Paul Maurice is doing with Florida? Remember, they were supposed to, all of these injuries, it's going to be a slow start. What are they going to do? They're 12-5-1, and they've really got it together.
1: And it's not offensively. You look at goal differentials only plus eight. They have really locked things down defensively to win hockey games. That's what you have to do.
0: And you have to be a plus. I mean, you, again, we've talked about this before. The teams that are negative in the goal differential, you're going to have a hard time making it in. All right, but that said, Eastern in the Atlantic. Let's start with the Atlantic right now. Boston, only four points better than Florida. Florida has 25 points. Toronto, Tampa Bay, tied for third with 22 points. And then right behind them, Detroit, Buffalo, Ottawa and Montreal sixteen points. I think Ottawa might be they might be in turmoil. There might be some changes during the season unless they they go on a, a long win streak. But Detroit and Buffalo are only five points out of a playoff spot. You know, three points respectively for Detroit. Let's go to the Metro, where the Canes and Caps are tied with twenty points, and then right behind them is Pittsburgh with eighteen, and then New Jersey and the Islanders at seventeen apiece. I mean those teams aren't going to go anywhere. You go out west, same thing. Winnipeg's in third place, tied with Colorado with points, 22. But then you've got St. Louis, Arizona, Nashville, like these teams are are nobody is is running away and hiding as far as the the top 3, and then you talk about okay, the top 3 get in, then it's the wild card. Both wild cards might not be decided until the final day of the season in yeah. each in each conference. That That's four playoff teams, Shane. Well, that's why I took your first comment too. as well. You should <laughs> appreciate that. But uh, it's it's from me. I I just look at where this season is and where the Canes are, and as long as you are above five hundred and you've got a plus goal differential, and people are wringing their hands over what's wrong with this or that needs to be better, I don't look at it that way. I'm like, they have these things that they know that need to be improved upon mm. and can be and will be. Not your nickname, by the way. One of your many nicknames.
1: Will be. uh,
0: (laughs) But they'll get it all all squared away, Wilbur. And they'll probably be right back at the top of the division before long. I like the Rangers. They're a good team. And Peter Laviolette is a hell of a coach. And he's showing that again with his team. He comes into a new team, and he knows how to put a charge in them and, and change things up. And they've dealt with injuries, and they're still playing just fine. Kane's dealt with injuries. They're getting to where they need to play. So the hand-wringing, I, I'm not for it until you get to December. And then if it's still looking like, oh, why is this happening? Why isn't the penalty kill effective? Well, guess what? The penalty kill is really effective right now. Solid. Uh,
1: I believe The key to the win against the Pittsburgh Penguins.
0: 24 of the last 26 they've killed? That's, that's good. The power play, they don't get a power play goal because according to the clock, the penalty expired
1: at zero as Brent Burns scored. Yeah, I was, because you and Tripp were talking about it, I was down in the corner with Hannah trying to pull the numbers and then do some quick math in my head, and I was like, one, two, three, I was like, is that exactly on the zeros? Yeah, and so therefore it's not a power play goal, but it's a power play goal.
0: Yeah, I've gotten a minus like that before. Yes, you (laughs) have. Thank you, Paul Coffey. <laughs> Thanks, Paul. We'll be in town. But like, I, I'm i looking at it because I'm looking at the clock, looking at Brent Burns, looking at the penalty box to see when a player's coming out, puck yep. goes in the net. player was still in the penalty box. Right. A little so, slow on the door. A little slow on the door. That's okay. You know, It happens. It happens. You know, that home team usually gets the advantage of the door operator. Not saying that that happened. They're always on time. Yes. But you know. sometimes you need a little WD-40 on the hinge. Make sure you're good. Uh, but then you do get a power play goal into the empty net, right? With Seth Jarvis, so it it balances out. There. Yeah. So you get your just desserts. I'm not going to go into dessert and Thanksgiving just yet.
1: I got a lie. I got a pecan pie in that fridge right there. Oh, you? Yeah. I like pecan pie.
0: Maybe. I think I
1: I think I actually like it better than pumpkin pie now. We can't we can't do it live on the podcast. Bill would get. Extremely upset with us, so we'll just. And this wait is till.
0: Bill Bernstein coming to you live from the Canes
1: locker room. We'll wait till we're done talking hockey, and then we'll fellowship. over us. <laughs> we'll have some fellowship over pie. Excellent. <laughs> well, other wow. other key points: the big win there tonight for me.
0: Yeah, on Toronto, twenty-four-two and two in his Carolina Hurricanes stint. He's pretty comfortable at, at home. PNC Arena. Was it, we've talked about it before? There were some buildings. That you yes. loved to play in, yes, and some buildings you hated to play in, yes. Now I obviously need, your home building was easy. Let me let me ask you: there are some buildings, and we're in it, so now for me it's the same way. But especially when you're watching on TV, there are some buildings that just look dark,
1: yeah. like Boston. Not thank you. Whose idea? Thank you. Whose idea was to throw black seats in there? Goalies must have a hard, like if a puck is launched from a long ways away and it gets into the seats, do they lose it? It must. But, yeah, there was a couple of bad buildings.
0: You, you try to track it, but there are some buildings where you're like, this is a dungeon. Yeah. I'm sure the older barns, too. You played in the Northlands Coliseum. That looked like the yeah. ice was lit up, but the crowd
1: was not. But the great ice is what kind of leveled the field, best ice in the league. Um, oh, I never Rexall, really, and this, this is going to offend what? some people, and some people I know really well are from this area. MSG was not a favorite for me. Shouldn't offend them. And it just, it, it was dark and didn't have a good feel for me, if you will. And you had to
0: walk up a ramp that is as steep as yeah. Kilimanjaro. Sometimes you got to go past the elephants. And they're looking right at you. <laughs> not anymore, but there was a time.
1: But Auntie settles into the crease here at PNC Arena. I wonder are, you ever... <laughs> Let's throw this out there. You ever think you could play a tandem? One guy never plays on the road. One guy only plays at home? Yep. Yeah, I think you could do that. It'd be tough on the like Canada trip and the West Coast trip.
0: It's I mean, you're going to have to play in back-to-back situations.
1: Nope, never. Only on the, at home. One guy only at home, one guy only <laughs> at the road? Why not? When someone actually hires me as a coach, I'm going to do stuff like this. The
0: the, pro, <laughs> the problem with that is the canes are going to have 2 weeks on the road. You can't have a goalie go 2 weeks without playing a game. When you're 24-2 two and 2 at home, you can. <laughs> you call up somebody else. You still can't have that goalie go <laughs> 2 weeks without playing a game. What are you going to do? Put them on a <laughs> put him on a conditioning stint in the minor somewhere
1: no he just stays here and i get youth teams of rip pucks oh, just a, homer. a
0: simulated game like in baseball? baseball homer oh yes. no no you can't do that because for a minute i have to backtrack for a minute i did sign up for it i'm like yeah and then i'm like wait a minute, no we got two week road <laughs> trips a in this thing it's brutal yeah um harder for a player or goalie oh, i think goalie i do too uh, to
1: adjust to a different building. Hands
0: down for a goalie. But I think for a player, I mean, how many times are, like what you saying, how many times are you looking up and the crowd really comes into play where you're tracking the puck? It's not. No. It used, to, I think it used to be because, you know, you played in the league when not every rink had the exact same dimension. Now every rink is the exact same. That goes into my theory of why are certain teams so good on the road now or why maybe home and home ice advantage every isn't a big is deal. Similar. Yeah. Like you used to go into the old Boston Garden in two strides. You were end to end. Buffalo was the same way. Calgary had the big sheet of ice. It was a big advantage for the Flames with how they played. So, and now it's just, yeah, goalies, because you got to take everything into factor if you're the goalie. You look up at the scoreboard the wrong way, you get
1: blinded. (laughs) And some of the speaker systems these people are putting in, it's bad. It's too much. Because press box level is up by the speakers. Too much trying to do a show up here people tone it down
0: well i also like the fact that they have put the press box here's my airing of grievances it's not festive as just yet but you're 100 190 feet away from the ice trying to call it good luck yeah oh and by the way we're gonna unveil these new uniforms where it's gray on gray
1: what are you doing <laughs> the name bar blends in yeah
0: <laughs> he's a righty but he's using a lefty stick at this moment. Well, that's nice. Uh, I, I do take a look, though, at what the Carolina Hurricanes have brought together of late and how they need to play and the things that they need to do. It's starting to look the way it's supposed to look, even in a loss. You know, go back to the Flyers game, Shane. They outchanced Philadelphia. We I'm not going to rehash it, but two huge saves from Carter Hart and a crossbar. And, you know, in ifs and buts, we're candy and nuts. We'd all have a Merry Christmas. It is the holiday season, so I could use that one. Is that a movie, line? I don't know. I've heard it forever. I also had a baseball coach who improvised it, and I use that one more, but I can't use it here. Try to keep it G quality. Uh, That being put out there, what is the concern you have for the Canes? And we said consistency last week. Is that it? Is it just
1: finding... The, we've got to play this way every game, or is but there something else? To me, it's not a concern, because I think it's something every team faces. You talked about the parity of this league, and it's never a tap-in when you come over the boards. The Hurricanes, when you talk about consistency, the number one thing, if you were worried about consistency, it would be about your team's up and down, maybe effort right shots, which is never in our conversations about this team. So... The consistency part is to believe in not getting back to whether you're up 2-0, 3-1. Even if you're up in a game being like, hey, let's, let's throw this little butter pass through this area. That doesn't work. That you continue to chip pucks and continue to just roll your forecheck over and over and over. I think that's the hardest part for any player. And that's where you look at when you talk about consistency. So if the team was to come out and put another game like that together against the Hamilton Oilers, win one nothing, win 2-1, win 5 nothing, whatever. Another step forward. But we always talk about this team and the mindset of Rod and his coaching staff is Pittsburgh game means nothing. Today. Yeah. It's in the, again, it's in the past. So you're watching every single video knowing you talked about two of the best players in the world are coming onto your sheet tomorrow. What do you have to do to defend? And the plan is laid out in front of them. And for them to go out and execute is all you can ask. And if the Hurricanes do that, we expect this homestand to continue in the right way.
0: The only only thing that stands out to me is when you, like what you say, it's never an effort deal. The consistency is just in the playing the game the way that it has to be. The north-south game. For the Canes, and when they get in trouble, Shane, we've seen it. It's when somebody's going to go, it's not off script, but it's, I'm going to try to do something here. Hold on a second. Let me try this.
1: And that's not part of what the Canes do. Yeah, it it allows them to go to the part of the Canes game is a percentage-based game in the grind of what they do. There's no doubt the skill level in that room is the ability to throw some of these passes. Sure. But when the pass is a 20% option, they don't want that. And you throw it to the 80% option to continue to grind. Even if it's not a shot or getting it to your teammate who you think might be open, to roll it again. And that's the hardest part for any player, mentally. Because every player has enough mojo and ego to be like, I can pull this off. Right? And the coaches aren't looking at you saying you can't do that. Right. You're not good enough. You can. One in five compared to this is four and five. And that's the hardest part for any player. What are you talking about, Coach? I can we I deal with youth players all the time. Why'd you shoot that? Well I can score. I'm like, you can't score from that like you don't want to crush a kid, but really? This is what you have to do. So getting that through anybody, especially a professional player's mind. Well I'm glad you said like the one in five because when it works, it's oh. phenomenal. The worst thing for a coach is when it does work. Because you're like, well, that's going to be embedded in his head now. See that last one? See that butter? But can, you,
0: <laughs> but can you, as a coach, or even as maybe a teammate, can you be like, that's great, but you better do that three out of five, not one out of five? Because one out of when you do it one out of five, the other four, it's going the other way. Remember the movie Major League? I was, I was. <laughs> swear, this is why you and I host this podcast. Great catch, Hayes.
1: Right? Don't ever let me see it again. Yeah.
0: Way to go with the the G version. Too. <laughs> but that I immediately was going to say. Hey, remember in Major leagues when Lou, Major League when Lou Brown told yeah. Willie Mays, Hayes. Yeah. Nice catch, Hayes. Yeah. That's the thing when you do the the one and five, and I I think you know this. When a team looks at the scoreboard, and the hardest thing it has to be when you play for. the the canes the way that it goes you do everything right you're playing the game the way you're supposed to you're out shooting the opponent 28 to 14 halfway through the game and you're like the puck's just not going in what if i do this you know i'm I'm, I'm, we've got and instead of and it seems again counterintuitive because you're thinking well you've been doing it this way and it doesn't go in the net so you should try something different but it's the when you try something different, that's when the breakdown happens.
1: Right. And it's in your net.
0: Yeah. So, how that's got to be when you talk about the toughest part for playing the game. That's the toughest part. Because, like, well, we've been doing this. But you know, in your head, if we just keep doing this, it will work. Yeah. Like the Islanders game where the Canes were down 3 0, and they didn't come off of it. And then they go and they score and they beat them in overtime. And you put three past
1: Sorokin, who's one of the best goaltenders in the world, and have him doubting. Them. Yeah. And those are the games the coaches love because Rod talked about it after two periods, and he liked the way his team was playing. And he said, if we continue to push and play this way, we'll be in a good spot. Even if you lost, it's taken a step forward in growth in a game that you're looking for. And they come back and end up winning that game. And there's enough to be seen from this team. As you mentioned, the record may not be you know, 13-1-3 like some teams have, but you've seen enough, and the team's in a position to finish this home standoff and be in the right spot, if you will.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think, again, everybody just needs to take a, a step back and look at how the team is playing. This almost reminds me, and I don't know if, maybe I should ask Rod this, and I haven't. This almost reminds me of his first year as the head coach. But I think now that you, the results are there, and you've got five seasons of no, this is the way it's supposed to look, and, well, and this think, is what the record yeah. should be. But remember, there were games that first year where they did everything they wanted to do, but you're looking at the record and you're like, ah, this this isn't stacking up, and then it falls into place. But I'm, then there
1: were also games that first year where you were like, what's going on? Right? Yeah. Like, is this going to work? But you know it works now. So well, and I think that's why everyone. Not you and I, but everyone else hammers that panic button because they know know what this team is about. They know what Rod demands inside that locker room. And when they don't see it, and well, they don't necessarily. They do see it, but they don't see the result. It's hard to stay, I guess, grounded, if you will, because the fans expect it. The fans want it, but let's slip this around, everybody. Every guy in that room expects it. Oh, yeah.
0: More more than that, every... Every guy doesn't just, ex- when you say expect it, they know that it. this is how it Correct. should be. So uh, we got some questions to get into. A couple questions. You ready? Here we ready. go. Uh, this is from Dustin. What are your thoughts on Slavin on the power play potentially leading to perhaps a change in the defensive lineup, meaning TDA being the odd man out? That's from Dustin. Jacob Slavin, by the way, as of the recording of this, podcast is leading the Carolina Hurricanes in shots on goals. Take that for what it... Shots on goal. Take that for what it's worth. I'm turning into my dad. I'm
1: adding an there S to the every word. It's like the Canadian <laughs> versions of most words. We add letters. <laughs> um. I don't know if there's a definite answer of a yes or no. Sure. Could you see that? Yeah. I think <clears throat> Brady Shea's another guy that has the offensive ability because the way he can move and skate and shoot. Um. But it's still the, the hard part about that one right there is it's still early. Yeah, if the power play was stunk, you'd be in major question land. I'd be, able to be trying to pick it apart a little bit.
0: Again, and the power play is operating at twenty four percent now in practice. Jacob Slavin has been working on the power play, and you've been a little old school, two defensemen working on the power play as well.
1: Let's see it, yeah, Let's it's out there. Straight
0: clappers, uh, <laughs> <laughs> clip Kenny Emmy. Uh, kind of has a, a follow up with that with Dustin. Just the why hasn't Slavin played more on the power play? I think it's just because of the minutes that he plays five on five and on the PK. You know, at some yeah. point, you know, You
1: guys can't, come off the ice. Can he <laughs> can he play
0: twenty seven minutes a game? Sure. Sure. You don't want him to do that though. If that's the case, uh, Caleb wanted to know: Did you guys tune into the Governors Cup at PNC yesterday night? I was hosting at the time
1: across the street, Marty Natchez. Kane's Corner. He was outstanding. Really, got excellent, excellent effort Big from crowd. Very good crowd. I did tune into the Governor's Cup. I was here for the first, uh, I guess, almost the f- entire first period before I had to go to uh, hockey practice over at Invisalign. But great turnout. Yeah, I heard the uh, official numbers were right around six thousand, just wow. over six thousand people for the game last night. It was a good atmosphere to see the Tar Heels and Ice Pack go at it. Tar Heels coming out the victors. And taking home the Governor's Cup last night. Uh,
0: I, however, could not uh, pop in afterwards. I had something pop up, so I had to go home after Kane's corner. But Nonetheless, it was still a great time. Driving by, Like there was a, a line to get in, and that's a great thing to see. That's We talked about this before. That is a great thing for this area, that when Carolina plays state in hockey or Duke or whatever, you get these crowds to show up for it. Last year, with the outdoor rink, you know what's setting the record for most people to watch a college hockey game in the state of North Carolina using Carter Finley last year. It's
1: it's always good, and both teams had a great lunch with the new coach of Carolina last week, and I know the head coach of uh, the Ice Pack very well. The trajectory they're on and the push that they both have, both programs, in trying to move up. When you talk about moving up in divisions and really solidifying college hockey here in North Carolina. There's some great plans in the future for a potential rink in Chapel Hill. So exciting things in the upcoming years for college hockey here in our area. All right. Let's keep it rolling on that.
0: Uh, You want to go with a fantasy hockey question or stay with the straight, uh, straight hockey questions? I'll do both. All right, let's go with the straight hockey question. I know the players are locked into game mode when their opponents are on the ice, and they probably pay it no attention, but what is the prevailing favorite arena crowd
1: hype song throughout the Canes locker room?
0: I don't know if they have a hype song right now.
1: In the room? Yeah. I don't know. We'd have to do some inside research. Yeah, because a lot of
0: headphones have become a big thing now. Earbuds, Earbuds. have become a Earbuds. big thing. It used to be, like... Here's the victory song and all of that, but yeah, there used to be a CD player in the middle of the room. Uh, then it was a then an iPod, iPod, <laughs> no, an iPhone. And now it's somewhere Bluetooth. So I'm uh, not sure. I, I can we can do, we'll do research some research on, on that. We'll get that one. Thank you very much for Kevin. Thank you for that question. Thank you, uh, Cody Hagan, When are you going to get Trip Tracy on the podcast? You could do a 24 hour episode just on the fun stories alone. We have actually had Trip on the podcast before. Not when you and I are hosting it, when and the other guy, I can never remember his I name. I agree, the that would hostess. be a long one. Yeah. we just him asking you questions. <laughs> Thrill. <laughs> Thrill. Remember this time. Yes, I do. <laughs> you had a Trans Am. Was it a Trans Am or a Camaro?
1: It was a Trans Am.
0: It was black. We'll leave it at that. T-top. <laughs> Ram air. <laughs> You are not having fond memories of that vehicle at all right now. It was awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Eric wants to know, disregarding the cap for a bit, how would you two feel if the team made a push for Patrick Line at some point? I know the common sticking point is the team doesn't want to move anybody down or out, but he has played with Ajo before, and he has some term left over.
1: Anyways, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Let me tell you a little something. Patrick Liney has one of the, what you say, top five shots, releases in the National League? Yeah, release for sure. For sure. He
0: doesn't need much room to get that shot off either.
1: And to me, why I would say a no bueno, no thank you, politely no thank you, is because he has one of the bottom five efforts in the league. I can agree with that. And that's not, I mean, shots fired. It's If you got scratched, that's the story on him. You got healthy scratch last night. I just A guy who's a potential 40 goal guy getting scratched. Red flag. Red flag. I just don't know how that would fly here.
0: That's what you I'm wouldn't. driving at. And the the asking price for it, forget the salary cap,
1: the asking price yeah.
0: would be far more than what I think you'd get in return for him.
1: I agree. Too much risk. So in the way he's performed the past couple of years.
0: It is. The
1: Canes are scoring goals, though.
0: Do You find it odd that there is, that might be the prevailing concern. We need another goal scorer.
1: You ever notice how gross that turtleneck looks at like you wear. I
0: So, once again, we're on the same page. I'm like, and do we need like, <laughs> do, do, we, tied in Columbus? do we need like the junior, do we need like the junior college professor walking through for the fashion show? Yeah. The only guy who gets away with wearing the turtleneck for the Carolina Hurricanes is Don Waddell. Truth. Preach it if you need me to. Uh, Let's move back on. Uh, This is from Josh. Here is our fantasy hockey question. I finally won a fantasy hockey game after six weeks. I get to the weekend and watch a lead slip away by Sunday night. What can I do to keep those leads secure so I can start winning more matchups? Any help and advice would be appreciated. As always, go go Canes.
1: That's a great question, Josh.
0: Get ready. Get ready. Just go ahead and say it.
1: You... Cannot be emotionally attached to players like you are. I feel I felt it in your question. You're too attached to these guys. You think they're buddies, they're your family, and you can't cut them loose. You gotta be very aware of the categories that are close. And if your bench is a little or your roster is a little empty going into Saturday, you gotta drop some guys. You need guys on the Everyone thinks you gotta go out there and pick up a top fifteen player. Nope. You just need a guy to get you two shots, two hits a night, to win you a category. Pick up a guy who's going to run someone through the boards and take a two-minute minor. Look for a random backup tendy who's going to get a win. Move some guys. Stop holding hands with your roster and slit some wrists. All right. Is that enough for you? Yeah, that's enough. <laughs> Josh, can you pull up his roster? Yeah, I He's can. probably made zero moves.
0: Uh, let me see here. No, I'm sure he's made moves at some point.
1: I mean, the whole year. How many moves does he make? Can you oh, see that? I,
0: don't, I don't know about that.
1: Can you see how many he's made? Oh, he's league? not in our league. Oh, he's just in a different league. Yeah. Maybe you're not allowed to make moves. Yeah. No, I, you doing.
0: have to You have to make moves.
1: Make some moves, Josh.
0: Well, I have that same thing in our other league yeah. where I do make moves. And, again, it's fixed because I'm quite sure the commissioner of the league goes in and readjusts the yeah. scores.
1: Here, Here is the other key factor for you, Josh. am not sure if you like to get up in the morning and mm-hmm. enjoy some quiet time. You know, have a coffee. The best time to scan the rosters is early. Why? Because everyone else is sleeping. They're lazy. You can't be lazy in fantasy hockey. You got to get up and search who's open. The other morning, Mike and I I's team for the podcast. I'm scrolling and Valerie Nishkushkin is available. Guess who picked him up? We did. We did. We did. We did. Mike and I had a great conversation over a. Uh, Beverage the other night after the Hurricanes game. Mike, there's a guy who's getting pretty close to playing some NHL hockey. We got this week in hand. Should we drop a guy and make a move? Sure should. should. That player is now in our IR because that's an open spot. Josh, maybe you should check the IR status of a guy. Take advantage of the IR status. you should pick him up because he's a guy who could probably rip up 50 points when he comes back in. Depending on who I'm talking about, just pick him up. (sighs) Our team has already got him.
0: Can he pick him up? Uh, maybe Kane. Yes. Yes, he can. <laughs> so terrible. Uh, as the world burns. Firstly, thanks for carving those turkeys up last podcast. Oh, well, thank you for saying that to us. Uh, second, is there anyone that screams <laughs> screams consistently more than Ronta at home? Excuse me. Is there anyone that screams consistent more than Ronta at home? Again, 24-2-2. Two and two.
1: No. That's an easy question.
0: Is he as vocal in the locker room as Stall or some of the others? No.
1: <laughs> easy question. But he he is a talker. He loves to have conversation.
0: He's a conversation. One, he's a really good guy. But goaltenders, most of the ones that I have been around or. No. No, they do not really talk in the room. No. I mean, it's got to be going sideways for a goalie to.
1: Yeah. I don't know if I've ever had a goalie. A goalie. Tom Brasso,
0: maybe. Yeah, he would strike me as somebody who would say Patrick Waugh, probably. Yeah,
1: Marty Brodeur. Okay. Patty Waugh told his owner off after the game. <laughs> Not after the game during the game. During the game, I will never play this place again. The last game I have played
0: for this team in French and with more words. We <laughs> <Dabberlack. laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: can cuss in French or in uh, different languages on e- this podcast. Yes, you can. Uh,
0: Ab. Uh, Hey Barry and Will the Thrill I figured this out You legends One he's now copying Trip Tracy calling us legends Which we are Uh, Will the Thrill The same thing Uh, And I figured out why I'm Barry I did this podcast And it's When I have uh, allergies So when my voice is really low I feel like Barry White Barry White Hey baby I
1: was going to say Barry Manilow That's a sexy shot there
0: (laughs) I I sound more like Barry Manilow in my regular day Uh, Besides Brent Burns Who would you bring with you To help survive on an island For a month Brent I got, would be there. I got two. go ahead Jordan Martinook or Jordan Stahl? probably Jordan Stahl. figuring learn some tips up there on the side on the sod farm in Thunder Bay on how to survive Martinook as well in the wilds of Edmonton, kind of like you sort of, although you're more Calgary. okay. so you're taking the Jordans I'm taking the Jordans and Brent well, we said we he said we can't. It's a given that we picked Brent Yeah, Brents.
1: of course he's the chef. Maybe a, Brady,
0: maybe Brady Shea, maybe a Minnesota guy. We could, we would at least make a great eighteen-hole golf course on the island to get ready for the match.
1: mean, how big is the island?
0: I don't know. Ab <laughs> asked the question. You'd have volleyball. You don't get golf clubs. We would make them <laughs> out of bamboo, <laughs> bamboo and persimmon. I would take.
1: I would take Piotr. just because I think it would be just hilarious. To sit there and you know talk as much as we could we got brent and then i would probably take would, you know i take i take sebastian because there was a great piece one time i was able to sit down with sebastian and enjoy some coffee so hopefully he'd bring uh, some finished coffee and we well, just enjoy some 5 a.m time surfing fantasy hockey and Making moves. I mean,
0: if you're bringing your own stuff, then I mean, you could just bring whoever you wanted. I think this is more survival. You don't know you're going to be stranded on an island. Ahu's not going to roll in with coffee on him. You could probably make the beans. That is yeah. fair. <laughs> fair point. Brian Ford. Well, it's Thanksgiving, American Thanksgiving. Yes, show. it is. He's got a bunch of questions. He's taking the place of Ross here today. Okay. Ready? Ready. Turkey or ham? Can only pick one. Turkey. Turkey. There was a lot of ham talk in the locker room today. Very disturbing to me. Obscene. Very few things go with ham.
1: Nothing goes with ham.
0: That's what I say. But people are like, oh, you can do a good apple chutney or whatever. I'm like, no, no, no. No. A gratin potatoes, maybe. Well, that goes with everything. You know what
1: you can do with turkey? Everything. everything. Everything.
0: Stuffing, mashed potatoes, sweet potatoes, every vegetable known to man. All right. Throwing a little turkey salad. Uh, any news on an AHL team? No, no but that you probably won't hear it until the offseason. So, just leaving it at that. Uh, four best teams in the NHL not called Boston. All Rangers. right. You ready for this one?
1: Go. I said Rangers.
0: Uh, Vegas. Oh, I, I put uh, I put Colorado, by the way, in the same division as uh, Vegas. Okay. I'm talking about running away from them. Uh, Vegas, Colorado, Dallas. I got a sleeper for you. Florida? Nope. Tampa? Nope. If you say Toronto, I'm going to
1: come nope. across the table. <laughs> I don't a Western Canadian. I'm not allowed to say Toronto. Good. And that's the good thing
0: about that. Oh, is your sleeper Vancouver?
1: No. As a Western but Canadian. I saw that. That should uh, be. They are.
0: They wore the black jerseys last night. Rick Tockett getting uh, getting things done. I love. I wish they'd go back to those 94 jerseys full time.
1: No, my sleeper pick, who I, I think is a little uh, undercover, is the LA Kings. Third place right now in the Pacific. Kind of a wagon down the
0: middle. They're very good down the middle. Um, I mean, we could be homers and say the Canes, but uh, the record, and you're saying right now, I'd, I'll put the Rangers. I don't, yeah, I don't think they were looking for us yeah. to say the Canes. Obviously, we all yeah. think that. Stars, for me, Stars, Knights, Avalanche, Rangers. Give me that. One, two, three, four.
1: Sure. I'll go Vancouver. You are going to put Vancouver on there? I'll take Vancouver. Vancouver. I have to say Vegas. You
0: have to. I mean, for right now. The way they're playing, you have to. Yeah. I'll say L.A. and the Ranges. Okay. that's It's fair. It's for right now. Uh, Chris Slaughter, what's your go-to side for Thanksgiving? Stuffing, dressing, whatever you call it. Sweet potato casserole. Stuffing. Um, can't go wrong with that. Did you, you drown your stuffing in gravy? Oh, yeah. The thing about stuffing is you could put everything. Like, you can put the turkey in the stuffing. You can put the mashed potatoes. You can put... Are you a monger? No, I don't put everything together. No,
1: like, um, I remember I don't like things to touch. Like, I don't. Oh, you need to keep everything separate? I do like the separate style <laughs> throwaway plates. I don't like it a little bit, but, like, my brother and my cousin w- is, like, Zamboning the plate with their fork. No, I can't do that. And taking it. I'm like, that is disgusting. No,
0: I can't do that. Now, there are certain things in my mind can overlap. Yeah, like, like the, you tur- go turkey mashed tur- potatoes. Yeah, turkey mashed potatoes, turkey stuffing can happen.
1: Yeah, but you're not going turkey mashed potatoes, green beans, stuffing. No.
0: When everybody's like, oh, you got to get it all in one bite. No, no. you don't. No, you don't. Need to You need to be, need to be uh, separated. Uh, so, Corey want to know our favorite side outside of Storm Brew, responsibly. And uh, we, we just answered that. Oh, sorry. Right. With the release of... we <laughs> just re-
1: answered the drink question.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's
1: Thank you. It's tasty.
0: Yes, it is. Uh, with the release of Yaroslav Halak, does that mean good things for Freddie, or are we going another route? Um, it wasn't a release, per se. He More of a no thank you. Yeah, he was on a PTO, professional tryout, and just got to a point of, okay. And that's tough. Yeah. You okay with your cold brew right there?
1: (laughs) My cold brew went down the wrong pipe. Yeah. You okay? You need a minute? Yeah. I Uh, heard there was some conversation and it wasn't um um I don't know what the right term is. Well, it's gotta be tough. And it's and it can be It wasn't it wasn't the right fit. Right. And more in the mind of Yarrow of the fit that the team was asking him. Yeah. And and
0: look, that's fine. You bring in a guy on a PTO when
1: you're forty six years old. You can make choices. Yeah. He's a little, he's a little younger than that, but it's uh, he's 46.
0: How many goaltenders do you know are 46 years old?
1: I don't know. Oh, oh, i sorry. I think I meant to say 36. I was going to say,
0: this is all of a sudden turning into coming into America, the barbershop scene. Counting, how old was Joe Lewis?
1: I'm counting turkeys
0: again. <laughs> <laughs> I knew Joe Lewis. Joe Lewis? Frank Sinatra came in here yeah. in this office the other day. He said, how old was Joe Lewis when he fought that fight? I did. 114 years old. Thirty-eight years old, by the way.
1: Thirty-eight. That's what I meant
0: to say. I could uh, do a tragically hip song on that one. Sure could. Thirty-eight years old, but he has, if you know, the song. Well, fill the e Ian on the breaks later. Baboon stampede. No question. I can't believe you guys missed planes, trains, and automobiles on the list of Thanksgiving movies. That's because I think that's a Christmas movie. Oh, but it is a Thanksgiving movie. It's around Thanksgiving. It's a solid movie. They
1: those aren't pillows. <laughs> The car rental scene? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's
0: outstanding. It's and, freezing in here. <laughs> and uh, do you think that this vehicle is safe to be? Yes, yes, I do. Well, it's the darndest thing. The speedometer melted. So we have no idea how fast we were going. you think this vehicle is safe to be on the highway? Yes, yes, I do, officer.
1: <laughs> Quality movie.
0: Uh, I did hear a good story about... Uh, the first cut of it, you know how they show movies to, like, test audiences? Yeah. And people hated it because they didn't like Steve Martin and they didn't like John Candy's characters. And they're like, because we deleted one scene. And they go, we added the scene, and we thought it was a throwaway scene, and then it made everybody love the characters. Oh, So <laughs> it was not the pillow scene. <laughs> oh. Um, And let me see. I think we had one more to get to. A lot of uh, Thanksgiving food questions for us, just so you know. We're going to chow down. Oh, here you go. Wilbur. Yeah. Your favorite Canadian Thanksgiving dish.
1: Is there a separate, like. No, I think people, uh, there's not a lot of strange differences in what we, at least in my house. I'll tell you what, though. At Christmas time, I'm going to get, I got to get the recipe this year. I, I say this all the time. My grandmother, someone's calling my office. My grandmother used to make what we call Christmas pudding. And this was like a, it was, I would to say its it wasn't like bread pudding because it was more dense, but it comes out hot. Like it's more steamed when it's cooked. And it has, you can do a lot of fruit in it, like the wacky stuff. I didn't like the fruit. I liked the more plain and the raisin. But they made this homemade sauce that goes on it. It was like a white cream sauce. You couldn't even see my cake part when I got the ladle going. But it's. Christmas pudding phenomenal it's right. not fruit bread or
0: it's not that um I don't have it often, but the oyster dressing it's more of a Louisiana thing. there are oysters in it, oh yeah, oh, but it's good,
1: risky it's well
0: you gotta trust who's making it, <laughs> but I've seen it out in a restaurant and I've had it in a restaurant for thanksgiving, and it is delicious if done correctly um let's see here. Tina Izzo with a question for us. If you are ready, Mr. Willis, I'm ready. Always seeing the refs and players having conversations during breaks and play. Just curious about what what are the things they talk about. And happy Thanksgiving to you and your families. Well, happy Thanksgiving to you, Tina, and your family. You've been on the ice. I've been in between the benches for it. And a lot of times it's just like, hey, did you see that? Or With the players or with each other? With the, No, the players to the refs. She's asking about seeing players, refs and players, having conversations.
1: Yeah, I think they're talking about different things. A lot of time you'd be shocked at the nonchalant, funny little comments they're throwing at each other. Um, Or, again, going back on a play earlier in a game, like, what did you see here? Why were you there? This is what I felt. And trying to have those even keel conversations. It's funny, as you talk about the National Hockey League, but even going into you things like people think... Screaming and yelling at referee helps the situation. Okay.
0: Oh, and uh, follow up to uh, ZL29. ZL. Why does Jacob Truba keep knocking guys out and everybody immediately says it's a clean hit? It's like that guy who flirts with everyone's girl. It's always harmless, but ultimately he knows better. So did you see the hit that he had on Thomas uh, Noshik the other night in New Jersey? No. This is a tough play. I didn't see it. Uh, I'll bring it up for you so you can see it. And we can get Shane's reaction live to it. Uh, Or at least live on the podcast. So um, it's to me, this is a question that if it's anybody but Jacob Truba, I don't know if we're talking about the hit, but the fact that it is Jacob Truba, we're talking about the hit and because it is what he does. So it's going to be happening right in front of the goal.
1: Oh, that didn't look bad.
0: Well, wait for it. There's, there's going to be another replay, so you can see
1: it. Okay. Initial look was fine. Waiting for it. oh wow, this is a long play. Yeah. Okay, we have a whistle. Nosik is still down. Oh, now we're gonna fight. Oh yeah. That's not even truba. <laughs> it's the wrong guy. Oh, they're going after a rookie. It's classic.
0: you see the hit yet?
1: I've saw hit again. No. Still waiting. They're still scrumming it up in the corner. All right. Troopers at the bench. <laughs> Come on now. <coughs> All right, here we go. They helped the guy up the ice. What's your name? I'm Batman. Uh, here it comes. All right, in the corner. And... I don't hate it so what did they want because his shoulder is in contact with his head
0: yes but part of that but it's not a it's I don't
1: to me the guy's got his head down part,
0: I was gonna say part of that to me is if you watch the play again
1: I mean he is no, he has down. his head down looking
0: at and that I think Truba could have did he it's doesn't way leave worse. His, he doesn't leave his skates he does elevate his, he does roll the shoulder if you will. Um, and the result is not good because now this comes into the primary point of contact, Shane, is the head. And you want to eliminate headshots, but at the same time, it's a collision sport. And if you're lining up a player to hit them, if I'm lining you up and you dip your head at the last second and I'm committed to the hit, what am I supposed to do?
1: Well, another thing people forget is they're like, well, he's got to work to get lower. and I mean, that happens faster than you think. Like that, that, He's on that guy. And I still think if where you're describing the question is Jacob Truba being that type of player, he could have been way worse in that situation.
0: But my thing is if that's not Jacob Truba, does that get
1: another look from anybody else in the league?
0: And look, reputations are earned. They are. You know that because the hit that everybody thinks is the worst one in your career was delivered by a guy who, that's what he did, hate to go down this path, but it's thanksgiving but scott stevens thanks and but you've you've told people you've been quite blunt about it it wasn't the scott stevens hit that's the one that you have a problem with that you've taken in your career
1: right yeah i do not at all so there there's and there's no way i don't think thomas nosha can be sitting here and be like i can't believe you hit me like that you your he- i mean pick your head up dude that's all right that's what
0: i want to ask you and, and we'll close out with like i know it's thanksgiving so you we have got to, a lot have, to have, have a little, little bit,
1: bit of, of Self-awareness yourself. That's, you, that's
0: It's what a I'm, 50-50 street. That's what I'm going to say. How much of that, in those situations, does the responsibility fall on? Like, if you've got your back to the play and you're to the boards,
1: you're not expecting. If a guy runs you and runs and you and hits you in the where he head, was on the ice. If he was further in the corner, he's about to get a great scoring chance. True, we're not supposed to hit him? Yeah, Just so, lift your stick? Again, how much of the putting yourself
0: in that position falls on the guy who's going to get hit? A lot. So... We get the answer to that.
1: Yeah. Uh, good fellowship, my friend. Hey, way to get fellowship. this out here. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to Merry you. Merry Thanksgiving. All of that. My aunt goes with Mary before everything.
0: Merry <laughs> Thanksgiving.
1: Merry New Year. Merry New Year. Every, every card shows up with Mary. And it goes back to trading
0: places. We started yeah. with it, and now we end with it. We got one more game to get through before we enjoy, indulge. Yeah, we do. So with that, you get the then last a quick word.
1: bounce back. Just like a hockey turn, Mike. Don't break. Too early for the table. Thank you.